Welcome to Fundamentals of Canadian Law, a new podcast about the law in Canada that looks at aspects of Canadian law ranging from everything from trademark to property law, from family law to corporate governance. My name is Matt Shepard. I'm a staff member at the Faculty of Law and one of many people working on the Queen's Certificate in Law, a set of online undergraduate courses and the only online law certificate offered by a law school in Canada. For our first episode, we're joined by Morgan Jarvis. He's the director of the Queen's Business Law Clinic and the designer of an upcoming course in intellectual property for the Queen's Certificate in Law. We're going to be looking at trademark and intellectual property through the lens of the case of B. Rich, a Canadian rapper who's given us an interesting way to look at trademark law and a very unique way of delivering a cease and desist order. This show is brought to you by the Queen's Certificate in Law. You can find out more about it at takelaw.ca. Let's talk to Morgan. Talking to Morgan Jarvis, he is the director of the Queen's Business Law Clinic. He's currently developing an IP course for the Certificate in Law and has substantial experience in IP law. And we're talking about Out for a Sip, which is a recent video by B. Rich. Uh, the backstory is B. Rich is a rapper from southeastern Ontario. A few years back, in 2013, he recorded a track called Out for a Rip and did phenomenally well, something like 11, 12 million views on YouTube, and actually went through the process of trademarking the phrase Out for a Rip uh, with his lawyer. And then recently, uh, Coca-Cola released a number of specialty bottles with sort of musical phrases on them, including, in Canada, Out for a Rip. And he essentially called them out with the help of his lawyer, who is actually a graduate of Queen's Law, Queen's Law of Six. Uh, to our knowledge, it's the first season desist that's ever been issued as a rap video. And this just raises a bunch of interesting questions about IP and trademarks and, and how all of this works. So I guess my first question, Morgan, is um, can, can, you do, can, you, can you trademark just kind of a catchphrase or a thing you say? Yeah, the that that's pretty much it. As long as consumers out there in the market associate that phrase or that name or the logo, the sound, uh, there's a lot of different things you can you can trademark. If people associate that with you, with your source, like you're the source of whatever good services are sold in association with that design, logo, name, phrase. Um, then yeah, then then it, it it's your trademark, and you can actually gain those rights just by using it out there in the market, by coming up with your own logo, your own name, and selling goods in association with it, and then showing that that people have come to recognize that logo as you. Um, or you can you can uh, t- to be to be a bit more cautious and forward thinking. You can go ahead like like Be Rich did, and register something that you think um, is, well, that you are in fact using uh, in association with your your brand and connected with your goods and services, you register it. And then that's presumed to be a valid trademark because it's gone through a year-long, two-year-long process in the, in the trademarks office where examiners have looked at it and looked at what's already out there. And they said, okay, yeah, with what you're claiming here, you can have that trademark. So this is something you, you can, and he did, you can actually file this. Like, it's in an office somewhere officially stamped and things. It is. You can you can look. So it's cpo.gc.ca. Uh, that's the Canadian Intellectual Property Office. You can look up the trademarks database there. 
and you, you you type in out for a rip and it's the only trademark and it's there um, just just like they showed in the, in the video it's registered in association particularly with the, the music videos music industry but also with um, beer what's he got beer steins and drinking cups and coffee mugs and things like that hats and t-shirts so anything because he does have to actually use in association with those things so presumably he has uh, sold T-shirts and um, branded material like that with his with that out for for a rip on it, and so so I guess it's poured in like an argument that that uh, you know could be applied against him is that out for a rip is is a phrase that that was already out there, um, and Coke could say that well you know what we weren't using it as your trademark we weren't really using it in in association with with some of the goods and services like as a logo that you've registered. Um, we, we, we're using it as the phrase was always used. We're not trying to rip you off. But they've also done it in the context mm-hmm. of a series of bottles that kind of have musical stuff on them. That that's that exactly it. And I I think that little in the on the if in the music video it shows the Coke label and has the little kind of the the online video play logo in there with it. And that really I think is kind of the 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 trigger point that connects it with. With the kind of services that that uh, be rich really is really is associated with and and uh, helps him argue that that you know you are you are intentionally ripping off our mark. So getting back to something you said a bit earlier, he's he's got this trademark for a whole bunch of different stuff, but he actually has to do that stuff. Yes, that's yeah exactly right. So if he says shirts, he has to make shirts and so on and so forth. Yeah. So so then that's part of it when you when you say that someone's infringing your your trademark so so they're off using uh your uh, your logo in association with goods and services which are the same or similar to yours such that consumers out there are confusing the source of those goods so so they see um like he's basically arguing that the uh pot beverage bottle with his trademark on it connects um makes people think that that pop is connected with with him not with with coke so um that's uh yeah and then and then coke then alleges well no your your mark is invalid um because you actually aren't using it in association with pop beverages or or whatever you've claimed and things like goes back and forth like like that where they he claims infringement they claim invalidity or that they aren't uh, you know otherwise aren't ripping off his mark so that's Probably, I mean, and we, and we don't know yet, but that's probably what Coke is going to say is, no, it's not valid because we're using it in a very specific way that your trademark doesn't actually cover. Yeah, most most likely they're, they certainly are going to have a team of lawyers, and that's why I love what he's done here where he's gone straight to the court of public opinion because, I mean, he's now, you know, going to Coke. He's talking to a world where it's just, you know, it's losses and profits. It's not right and wrong. But but so if he sends his letter to the the legal counsel and it sits in their pile and they just look at okay, here's this this little guy is this really gonna cost us anything or we can can we just let this go away? But he puts it out there and gets you know a million views on YouTube. All of a sudden, this is going straight to Coke's consumers and and they can choose and say this is wrong or or, or no this is this is okay right um, which which I think is brilliant. And so it's a bit of a big kudos guy. to that lawyer and to and to to uh, be rich, clever guys, brilliant, brilliant video. Because <laughs> it sets up a bit of sort of a, a big guy, little guy narrative. Exactly. Too. Yeah, yeah. Very, very clever stuff. And then they they still still put them like slightly more traditional, but very very unorthodox cease and 
desist letter at the end, which is also very clever and, and uh, gets the point across in a more traditional legal way. Could you look at, and we don't have it in front of us right now, but could we look at the cease and desist letter at the end? And I know it's sort of, it's phrased in a fun way, but it seems to contain a lot of language in it that makes it seem very official at the same time. That's, that. yeah, exactly right. He does manage to um, make it pretty clever and funny while still covering what needs to be said, that by August 1st, we need to hear from you, um, otherwise you need to stop reproducing our mark on on your goods and services because you're causing consumer confusion you're infringing our trademark rights and is that all coke needs to do is just stop they can yeah that would be i mean that's kind of uh so so when you go and sue someone for trademark infringement then it becomes a question of damages so you know what have have they really really gained um from using their trademark It, it tends to get get hard to prove and and the logical first step is just an injunction where and, and usually you'll, you'll file that in a motion before it, the main trial happens right away you'll try and get injunction and that means where you you, you the court tells them to stop doing whatever they're doing um to to prevent further damage and then and then we'll deal with the issue of whether they've actually infringed the trademark and caused damages later but for now we we want to we want to get an injunction and, and and stop you from doing that so so that's what he's asked for in that letter so can there be a component of kind of um, personal image in a trademark claim? Like if he was, say, say Be Rich hates sugar and caffeine and just I want in no way to be associated with the drink Coca-Cola because it's got sugar and caffeine in it, can he claim that it's damaged him somehow with them doing that? Yeah, I don't know if that would be so much be under the, the area of trademarks, but... I. I'm not I'm not up on this area, but I, I've kind of been wondering with this video if they might also be claiming kind of a misappropriation of personality. Like when you're into this area of of um, celebrities and, and that kind of thing, and, and associating, like they're maybe not like maybe they can they can they can successfully argue that they aren't really infringing his trademark, but he may be able to successfully argue that 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 phrase is associated with me, regardless of whether you think it's a valid trademark or not. And it's a misappropriation of uh, my personality and associating me with that, and saying that I'm endorsing uh, Coke when I'm when I'm not. And again, I'm not I'm not an expert in that area, so I don't know what the what the uh, the appropriate claims are. But but I think there there, there may be uh, something there as well for sure. So what happens next in these sorts of claims? Well, so I. Again, how he's how he's put it out there. He's uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty clever because it does demand a more rapid response because everybody knows this is an issue, and it's it's gone straight to to their their pocket in in terms of um, consumers and their and their choices. So I think it's going to it, it will probably get some kind of a response that's that's faster than you would normally see because if it's just a a letter sitting in a on the general counsel's desk, it's probably not we're probably not actually going to get. Re- reply to in time you often don't bother replying by the august 1st deadline and cuz cuz then then the next step for the person claiming infringement is to actually serve them with a with a statement of claim to go to to go to court um and it's it's more you know it's like they're going to they're going to delay a little bit on on doing that and then you get the statement of defense for the other side defense and it's this multi-year long process so it'd be much it's much smarter this way where they're more likely to say you know what we don't want to deal with this we don't want the the negative impact on our on the Coca-Cola brand that all this kind of bad bad attention is is causing positive positive attention for Be Rich negative attention for Coca-Cola right. and we're going to settle this and uh, make either stop using it or 
get, give him some some licensing um, money and come to a licensing arrangement as as uh, B. Rich's lawyer was saying they should have done in the first place in that video. So uh, just another thing I'm kind of curious about with the video is he, he makes B. Rich, the rapper, has a list of fairly silly demands at the end. You know, he wants a new paint job for his truck and sports tickets and skates and so on and so forth. But then at the end of the video, really the only legal kind of binding thing is you need to stop by August 1st. So what he's rapping as kind of the things he'd like aren't really something that's being asked. It's just kind of fun. Well, I mean, so so a settlement um, or or a license too, it's like any other any other contract where you you agree to the consideration, the value that you're you're giving in exchange for for some some right um, from someone else. So in in the case of IP, uh, patents, trademarks, copyright, the owner, the author, the creator, the inventor uh, has a monopoly right over that the subject matter that they've managed to to um, successfully gain rights in, and then they can license that to others. They can allow other people. In a in a, either a very full or or a very restricted way, uh, allow people to have use of those rights which they have by statute in Canada and other countries, uh, and 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 then so you do that in a licensing agreement, um, and then the consideration, the exchange for those rights, so the right to reproduce his logo on their beverage bottles, uh, would be a truckload of coke on his front lawn. Uh, tickets to to the Maple Leafs and uh, the other things he was asking for there, he could, you know, I think he's he, what he's kind of presenting there is is a consideration for a a license. Oh, so now we we've just <laughs> we've just dipped into contract law a little bit too. Um, well, they, it, it, with with IP, it's so it is so so connected because of the own, the way you monetize uh, IP aside from using it yourself is to is to license it to others. Absolutely. Fantastic. Uh, is there anything else we haven't covered, kind of on the issue that you want to address? No, just that the uh, trademarks are a lot of fun, and they 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 become even more fun when people start rapping about them. Especially guys as as clever as these guys and uh, and uh, Queens grads. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the first episode of Fundamentals in Canadian Law. And thanks to Morgan Jarvis for joining us. He's the director of our business law clinic, Queen's Business Law Clinic in downtown Kingston, Ontario, and also the developer of an upcoming course on intellectual property for the Queen's Certificate in Law. You can find out more about the Certificate in Law by visiting www.takelaw.ca. This show is produced at Queen's University which is situated on traditional Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee territory. For more information about the Queen's University Faculty of Law, visit law.queensu.ca. Thanks for listening.